0: Numbers 14, all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night. All the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, we wish that we had died in the land of Egypt or that we had died in this wilderness. Why does Yahweh bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will be captured or killed. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? They said to one another, Let's choose a leader and let's return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were of those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. They spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If Yahweh delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only don't rebel against Yahweh, nor fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is removed from over them, and Yahweh is with us. Don't fear them. But all the congregation threatened to stone them with stones. Yahweh's glory appeared in the tent of meeting to all the children of Israel. Yahweh said to Moses, How long will this this people despise me? How long will they not believe in me? For all the signs which I have worked among them, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. Moses said to Yahweh, Then the Egyptians will hear it, For you brought up this people in your might from among them. They will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Yahweh, are among this people. For you, Yahweh, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands over them. And you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day, and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if you killed this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of you will speak, saying, because Yahweh was not able to bring this people into the land which he swore to them, therefore he has slain them in the wilderness. Now please let the power of the Lord be great, according as you have spoken, saying, Yahweh is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and disobedience, and he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and on the fourth generation, Please pardon the iniquity of this people, according to the greatness of your loving kindness, and just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. Yahweh said, I have pardoned according to your word, but in very deed, as I live, and as all the earth shall be filled with Yahweh's glory, because all those men who have seen my glory and my signs, which I worked in Egypt and in the wilderness, yet they have tempted me these ten times and have not listened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore to their fathers, neither shall any of those who despised me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and has followed me fully, him I will bring into the land into which he went. His offspring shall possess it. Since the Amalekite and the Canaanite dwell in the valley tomorrow, Turn and go into the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation that complain against me? I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel, which they complain against me. Tell them, as I live, says Yahweh, surely as you have spoken in my ears, so I will do to you. Your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and all who were counted of you, according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, who have complained against me. Surely you shall not come into the land concerning which I have swore that I would make you dwell therein, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But I will bring in your little ones that you said should be captured or killed, and they shall know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness." Your children shall be wanderers in the wilderness 40 years and shall bear your prostitution until your dead bodies are consumed in the wilderness. After the number of the days in which you spied out the land, even 40 days, for every day a year, you will bear your iniquities even 40 years and you will know my alienation. I, Yahweh, have spoken. I will surely do this to all evil congregation who are gathered together against me In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die. The men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up an evil report against the land, even those men who brought up an evil report of the land died by the plague before Yahweh. But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh remained alive of those men who went to spy out the land. Moses told these words to all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. They rose up early in the morning and went to the top of the mountain, saying, Behold, we are here, and we will go to the place which Yahweh has promised, for we have sinned. Moses said, Why now do you disobey the commandment of Yahweh, since it shall not prosper? Don't go up, for Yahweh isn't among you. That way you won't be struck down before your enemies." For there the Amalekite and the Canaanite are before you, and you will fall by the sword, because you have turned back from following Yahweh. Therefore Yahweh will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the top of the mountain. Nevertheless, the ark of Yahweh's Yahweh's covenant and Moses did not depart from the camp. Then the Amalekites came down, and the Canaanites who lived in the mountain and struck them and beat them down even to Hormah. So this is the continuation of the last chapter where the spies went out 10 of the spies said the land well they all said it was a great land but 10 said we couldn't take it the people there were too too strong for us but two said we can do it with God's help now all the people have complained they said we would have been better to have died better to die in the wilderness and God heard it and he said you will die in the wilderness and um, this is a terrible, terrible chapter because the the, first of all, God wanted to wipe them out and start again with Moses, but Moses interceded for them and said, remember that you're a patient God. Thank God that he is. But then God decided he was going to punish them, and so they missed out on inheriting the promises of God. And um, one of the things that, Well, we all go through these types of experiences. We all go through experiences where God gives us promises, but then it just looks impossible. It looks like the promise is not coming to pass, and instead, it looks like we're just going out into it. We're experiencing just increasing difficulty. And you think about it, God is so powerful, he could have just, on one hand, he could have just clicked his fingers and they could have gone straight from Egypt to the promised land, but he didn't do that. But in getting them out of Egypt, he performed many miraculous signs on their behalf. But they still had to do the walking in the desert. They still had to walk through the Red Sea. They still had to face their fears as the Egyptians were coming. Then they get to the wilderness and they're in the wilderness. It's hot at day and it's cold at night. And so they still have to go through these experiences. And then they get to this point where they're going into the promised land and they have to look at these people and recognize that the, They're giants in the land. <laughs> so the Lord has given them a promise, but the way he brings the promise about, he, he brings them face to face with what looks like an impossible situation. And I have to say that's what he does for you and me with our promises as well. The Lord does it over and over again. And uh, I remember that the Lord gave my wife and I a promise that he was gonna give us a home. And um, for, we, we'd owned homes before, but, but some things had gone wrong investment wise and we'd, we didn't have our homes anymore. We had to sell and get rid of them. And, and so we'd gone for these seven years with no home and the Lord had given us a promise right back at the start of the seven years that he was gonna give us a home. Now I didn't know whether that was just gonna be giving it to us straight or whether we were gonna have to save a deposit and, and all the normal processes. And so the Lord often, he does give it to us through a normal way, but he enables us to do it. And um, I remember we had looked at houses and, and, and we, we tried all sorts of things in our own abilities to get a house and it just wasn't working out. And this one night in our, in our front yard, in, you know, in our old home, I could smell this burning smell and our house had actually caught on fire. In fact, it was the meter box where the electricity is had actually caught on fire and started burning. We'd called the, uh, I'd bolted down there and flicked off the power switch, put my hand into where all the the coals and the embers were and turned off the power. But it had melted so much that the electricity coming in from the outside to the house was just going straight through the, the burning into all the house's wires. So I couldn't even turn off the power so in the end, not only did the fire department come, but the, the energy provider came and turned off the power to our house at the pole out on the street. So we ended up in the situation where we were powerless. We had no power. Our whole house had no power. The only thing that had burned was the meter box. We had to wait for electricians to come and replace our whole power box. And as we were laying there that night, the word of the Lord just came to my wife and I so clearly. And the word was this, that we were powerless. We weren't able to bring about God's promise on our own. We had tried. We had tried in our own abilities to get a house. And right then, in that moment of being powerless, we didn't even have a, we had some money saved, but we didn't have a deposit. And and, um, previously we'd had a bit of a deposit, but the Lord had told us to give it away and we'd gone back to to square one. We'd started saving up again. And we just got to this point where we said to the Lord this night, my wife and I, we said, Lord, we're sorry. We're sorry that we've depended on our own strength. Would you forgive us? Lord, you are the one that can bring this about. And we just reminded the Lord of his promise and we repented of our sin. The very next day, you just can't believe it. The very next day, um... We signed a contract on a house, you can't believe it. And the deposit that we didn't have came in over the next two weeks. Um, it, it's just a miracle and I don't have time to tell it. And so we're living in a house now that is is the fulfillment of the Lord's promise. Now it's not the complete fulfillment because the house that we got, there's more to the story, but it's actually the step to a bigger house. The Lord gave us a, a property that's in the middle of town, only three minutes from the church, but it's an acre of land. I mean, how rare, an acre of land in the middle of town. And we were able to subdivide, and we're able to to build the actual house we want on the second half. And the whole thing has worked out just completely beyond our ability, ability to have predicted. The Lord has truly fulfilled his promise, but it was in a position of powerlessness. And here the children of Israel, they were definitely powerless but they weren't looking at the Lord. And uh, some of them, in fact, they were so depressed, they were so down that they said, we would be better to go back to Egypt. And they said, let's even choose a leader and go back. And they must have done so because later on in the Bible, in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 17, it talks about how some of them went back to Egypt. And it doesn't talk about it any further here, but presumably a group of them went back. And we never hear of them again. They probably died in the desert. Because you recall that they're only being kept alive in this desert by the Lord's supernatural power. And um, so the the point is that we need to to acknowledge how powerless we are. And we need to, to trust in the Lord to bring us into his promises. There are promises in your life that you cannot bring about. But God loves bringing them about. And he purposely takes you to a wilderness location so that you will have to trust in him. So if God gives you a promise and suddenly things seem to be going backwards, that's exactly what God's doing. That's that's his style. We have to trust him. And in the New Testament, there's a scripture that I think is perfect for this moment. And it's from 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. And Paul said, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So this treasure is, it's the Lord himself, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, we are just weak earthen vessels, we're just jars made of clay, but within us is contained the life of God, the life of Christ, it's within us. And that's to show that it's not us, but that it's God. And so we are weak, we have problems. There are problems that are greater than our ability to solve, but this is to teach us to trust in him. And so we're supposed to be like Caleb and like Joshua. So Heavenly Father, forgive us for the many times that we've tried to solve, Lord, certain problems on our own. Forgive us for many times we've tried to bring about your promises in our own abilities and that we didn't depend on you and we didn't trust you. So Heavenly Father, we, we repent. We ask you to forgive us. But we look at you, Lord, and, and our, our eyes... Go to you and we place our trust in you today and we say, Lord, fulfill your promises to us. Give to us your spirit. Pour your spirit out among us. Move among us. Lord, bring those people to Christ that you said you were gonna save. Lord, move in our families. Move in our finances. Move on our children. Lord, restore to us the things that have been stolen. Lord, bring about your words that you have spoken. Lord, let your name be glorified in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name.